say hello to my crew. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl in the Podcast. We are back and we're talking about the the latest Doctor Who episode, uh, Legend of the Sea Devils. I am Ken. Yeah. Jeff? Julia. Forgot the name of it for a second. Um, before we get into this special that just aired um, on Easter, a uh, couple of news pieces. Um, quickly, I'm going to mention Sonny Caldenez. Caldenez. Uh, he was an actor in Doctor Who Classic. He passed away. He was in... Um, Evil of the Daleks. He was also an ice warrior in Seeds of Death, Curse of Peladon, and Monster of Peladon. He passed away, so that's a quick little news about that. Um, I mentioned the we had a special. Well, maybe we should we talk about the the next special because they showed a little trailer for that. Sure. Uh, did, did you guys see that? I did. I mean, it's Friday. If they haven't seen it, too bad. <laughs> I have. I did see it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I meant, yeah, okay, so um, I was shocked that they're getting two past companions in it, both uh, Tegan and Ace, and it got me a little excited until I thought about it for a second, and I said, it's Chris Chibnall. He's going to yeah. take oh, that yeah. and ruin them, so uh, he's going to make them, Probably. I don't know, horrible characters maybe, I don't know, we'll see, but uh, so my expect my expectations were like oh wow those two guys those two companions i want to see back and then i'm like oh wait a minute i better not (laughs) wait until see what happens see how when is that coming out did they say in the fall fall. yeah okay yeah so um whenever the anniversary of the bbc is because they're playing at the centenary okay I hope it happens. I want it to happen quickly. Uh, I'm now at this point where I want to s- see this era end <laughs> and go on. There's rumors of other people going to be in it that we're not expecting. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's when, been rumors I'm, of lots of other people being in it. Yeah. And I saw The Master, and, and as you are well aware, I'm not a big fan of The Master at all, that one. So I'm like, that, that oh, anyways. Um, uh, yeah. Um, we'll besides, see. I see that every time. We'll see, but every time I'm yeah. so disappointed. I know. Um, oh, yeah, that's Sonny Calden is. He was also in Man with a Golden Gun, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Laura Craft movie. Hmm, interesting. Oh, um, he was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, quickly, uh, a couple of things in the news that I'm looking forward to. Um, there's a Metropolis TV series um Fritz Lane's Metropolis, which is a science fiction movie from the very much into the past, silent film, a classic that influenced so much in science fiction. Um, they're doing a TV series about that, and I'm looking forward to that. Is it going to look like – I've never seen that movie, except I've only seen the posters from that movie. Yeah. Is I, that I, what it's going to look like? I don't know. Oh, um, that would be I, awesome. I mean, I, I'm I'm not one of these people who who when they they start making remakes and stuff that I go oh no, um, but I'm looking forward to it. But they, they could easily it could be horrible. But um, I don't know. It, it's a it's a movie that heavily influenced Blade Runner. Just the look of it, and there's a whole it influenced like, like that type of um, um, dystopian future. You know, such an early movie. It, it did that. 
and I don't know what it's going to be, what it's going to look like. I don't know if the Maria robot is even going to be in it. I think it follows the um, uh, one of the other main characters in that world of Metropolis, but and it's on Apple TV, so I don't have Apple TV, so I don't know if I it, if it looks good, I might I might subscribe to it, but. I like that. I love that that sort of twenties Art Deco look. Yeah. And if it looks at all like that, I think I would enjoy it. Yeah. Plus, it's black and Those are kind of fun. Kind of fun. Big sometimes. Finish did a Doctor Audio based around the filming of that movie. Oh, okay. Huh. With you know Fritz Lang and all that. It's, it's a it's a silent film. Um, so it's really early, but it is pretty long, and some of the versions that are out there have restored footage. They, they've restored, it was like such, such a long time ago that they actually lost quite a bit of it, but they've, over the years, have restored bits and pieces of it, and they're missing just a few seconds or a minute or so. Uh, they're close to getting this, as much of it as, as it originally came out, but they're still missing a few seconds, but some of the footage that they found is so horrible in terms of quality that they couldn't do anything. It's just scratching. But mm -hmm. when you see it, you'll notice it. But it's still it's still an amazing visual movie as well. Because you're looking at that going, that was from... Um, 1927 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, so it, it's like, how does it look like that? How do they do that? And they had this big flood scene with hundreds of extras. And I think a couple people either almost drowned or drowned in it. <laughs> it's like, well, that, that's back then when they didn't have uh, the safety features that they do now with movies. So, um, And um, there's also going to be a Blade Runner TV series by Ridley Scott on Amazon, and uh, that's another one that I'm looking forward to. So that's, um, again, you know, you... You look at it and you go, well, I'm looking forward to it, but it, it could be a mess. But it's Ridley mm -hmm. Scott, so I, I'm a little more confident that um, it'll be okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in terms of what I've been doing recently, in terms of watching stuff or anything, uh, um, I've been watching, I've seen Fringe before, the TV series Fringe, and I'm enjoying that again. On, and that's been very enjoyable. I, I like that show a lot. And some of the other shows, like Picard, that's out, um, not so much. I think there's a lot of problems with Picard. And I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and um, Moonlight's been pretty good. Moon Knight's yeah, been pretty good. Moon Knight's been pretty good. Yeah. I've been watching that. The, um, the Hawkeye TV series, this, I guess they announced they're not going to do another... Uh, season of that, which sucks, because I think Hawkeye's been the best one so far. It has been. It's yeah. the best that they've done. Yeah. And they're doing. Maybe they'll change their mind. Maybe they'll do. Maybe. I'm sure the characters will be in other TV series. I mean, it was just where they we can get an Emmy. So maybe that doesn't really mean anything. So we'll just put it as limited series. Maybe I'll have a better shot of winning in that category. I don't know. No, I don't know. What about you guys? What have you been doing? Watching anything or reading anything? Um, yeah, but I'm reading all historical stuff. I'm still working my way through The White Ship by Charles Spencer. 
Uh, which is about the death of... Oh, what the heck was it? Henry, the dude that was married to Eleanor of Aquitaine, he only had two legitimate children, and one was William and one was Matilda. He had lots of illegitimate children, but they weren't allowed to inherit the throne. Mm -hmm. And so um, his son was killed in a shipwreck, leaving Matilda to be the queen, except she was married to the... I don't know, the King of France, the Holy Roman Emperor, I can't remember. Um, and then there was this long, drawn-out war between Matilda and Stephen, hmm. who was like his nephew, the, the king's nephew. And it's slow going, as you can probably yeah. tell, because I haven't retained a lot of it. It's well written, it's just history, so it's dense. Is it a is it a historical or is it like a like a you're reading like a drama based on history? No, no, it's history. It's history. Okay. okay. Charles Spencer is um, Lady Diana's brother, and oh, okay, it has written quite a few historical books, not fiction, historical books. This is the first one of his that I've read, so it's not bad. I just have the concentration span of a flea right now, so. It's not holding my attention enough. Okay. Anything else from you guys or Jeff? Oh, I you... saw Morbius. That was yeah. Yeah. And I've been watching Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, credit scenes were better than the actual movie for Morbius. <laughs> yeah. But... Okay. So, um, if we're ready, we might as well jump into this episode. This is, <laughs> uh, there's, I'm so pumped up. I want to talk about it, but I want to, I, I would like to try to come up with some good stuff, but I'm so, <laughs> I don't know if I can. Good stuff. I, I, they, they didn't even, they didn't even write Malcolm Hulk's name in the credits. Really? They spelt it wrong. Yes. Yeah. Um. And they hardly I, advertise this one episode too. It's just like, yeah, here you go. Well, before we get started on this episode, let me make two <laughs> points. And I know, I know, eventually people have to start somewhere. But I did a little bit of research, and uh, the director and the writer, the, the, it was written by Chris Chibnall and someone called Ella Road. Both of the director, which who was Halu Wang. And then the writer Ella Road. This is their, like their, one of their first shows that they had done a couple other th plays and stuff like that. So they're they're getting. This is the first time, and I don't know. I mean, I'm more apt to say that Ella probably had a good story, and Chris Chimel ruined it because he, you know, I don't, you know, have any confidence in Chris Chimel. One of my biggest complaints about this episode was the direction uh, and how it was shot. And I'm jumping ahead because we usually talk a little bit about the story, but uh, and maybe I'll hold, I'll put off. Uh, that's sort of like a cliffhanger, uh, and then I will get into the. Uh, so I'll, uh, let me ask you guys: What do you guys think of this episode? <laughs> well, it was me mediocre, and that's being kind. Yeah, I think um, you know if we're going to start with the plot. It was extremely 
twisted and convoluted and um, they so there's the sea devils who are searching for a piece of technology that eventually you find out that this is what they're looking for anyway this woman discovers that the piece of this keystone is in this statue in the process of breaking the statue she kills this older man but she didn't and, kill the older man i thought the sea devil did oh the sea devil kills him but she caused the sea devil to bust to out of the show up because she somewhere. found the the keystone it's so convoluted and that's why i'm not explaining it very well well i would have liked that if she kind of said how she knew it was there they didn't really elaborate on it, did they? No. No, they didn't explain how she knew it was there. And they didn't explain who she was. Well, because was she... she was Madam Ching, who was an actual real honest-to-God pirate and had a command of like 400 ships and 60,000-something pirates. And she was a real person. But you never see any of that. Well, and didn't she say at one point um, that the sea devils had taken her crew hostage and they were yeah, forcing her, her to look for this thing? And her children. The children, yeah. But they never say that she's, she was an actual real... Like, that she had all these other pirates under her command. It probably would have ruined the story. Because if she had 60,000 pirates working for her, you know, maybe they could have taken on the sea devils. Yeah. So maybe well, don't base her on a real person. Don't have her be a real person. Yeah. And, and they, this show, Chibnall's show has done a lot of that, where we have a lot of, I guess the show has done it all, all the time, but they bring in a, a someone that's famous, and in this case, it's, I'm not going to get into the politics, but they bring in this woman, and she is fighting ad, adversary, ad, ad, you know what I mean, and she's trying to get her kids back, and that's a good a good thing, but it, it doesn't necessarily resemble the truth of it that she had, like you said, all those ships and stuff, and if they did, they would have been <laughs> pretty, pretty spectacular to see, like a Game of Thrones yeah. um, fleet of ships and sea devil but obviously that's beyond budget <laughs> right, so my argument is why even get, why even base the character and give her that name yeah you know i mean that's who that person was in the show it was this madam ching and but why do that just give her a different name call her something else don't make her this famous female pirate yeah, I don't. Uh, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, you're right. I I don't know. I, I feel. I, I think this. You what you you said it exactly, Julia. Where it was very convoluted. Uh, Stephen Moffat does convoluted stories, but by the end of it, you're usually like, okay, mm -hmm. it's all making sense. At least when he was writing, initially. Yeah. Once he took over the show, for, forget it. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Chris Chibnall is doesn't have he doesn't have. It, it's more noticeable because when we are looking at it, you're like nothing's fitting together, and and the end credits are going. And I, wait a minute, it, he didn't put any of it together. 
Right. Or he tried to in maybe one or two things, but it's more noticeable with him. And Yeah, and, you know, the, the, the main sea devil, the chief sea devil guy, didn't have a name. Yeah. I didn't feel any sympathy for him. I kept comparing him to the Silurians, and at least I felt some some empathy for the Silurians. You had a story behind them, you know? I didn't yep. I knew nothing about the sea devils. Absolutely nothing. And if they're predicating that on people knowing who the sea devils were from thirty five years ago, that's some bullshit. <laughs> because yeah. not everybody's gonna know. Yeah, there, I did notice that that they, they just he, he they said sea devil, but don't they have another name? I mean, they don't call themselves. We're the Sea Devils. Ha ha ha. Yeah, they do call. No, them. it was it was just like she just the doctor comes out and goes because for some reason they were able to trick him to walk onto a net and pull up a net, which just happened to be in the, a net, just happened to be there. But anyway, she just goes <laughs> Sea Devil, and I'm like, okay, expand on that. And then she did her well gibberish that she always does. She didn't even mention that she met them twice before with her, you know, in the third doctor and fifth doctor. She goes, Sea Devil. And the Sea Devils, Julia, just and whoever's listening just for the backdrop, are related to the Silurians. They're from, I believe, that same time period. And they they're in the same situation as the Silurians where they once inhabited this planet. And then they went into hibernation, and now they they wake up. And but they didn't have any of that in this. They just were like, they have that floating ship, which was and dumb. Was, was dumb. And they're there, and and they have know. monster they they... who oh yeah doesn't actually figure into their ultimate plan. Like, what was he there for? And they didn't even name it too. They didn't. I name forgot it. all about it. I forgot all about that thing. Because did it come well, out? They didn't that, ex- Band on it. I mean, they didn't reintroduce the sea devils. They just, there you go, sea devils, and all of a sudden, sea, apparently the sea devils can appear in a big green mist, which they've never done before. Now it's yeah, never explained. I'm like, well, where'd you get this teleportation pop that you've never had before? And I, I, I want to like, say, I want to say that I do not remember how this episode ended, and I'll tell you why. There was a reason for that. It's because my head was 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 boiling at something that happened a little bit earlier on and, and then at the end it all of a sudden was over and I go, what happened? Did I miss it? Because I was so infuriated with something that I just told, unless the, it just ended and I don't remember. It was that, what, 500-year-old guy that was frozen or whatever went in there and oh, yeah. put the two wires together and blew everything up? Oh, and, they together and, went. and they were sitting on a beach and and Yaz and the doctor had a moment, and Dan had a moment on the phone with Di. Oh my God, that was so. Okay, so let, let's go to the the uh, the the sea devils monster in the in the in the room. Um, the scene that got to me was when Dan says to Yaz, "Go ahead and tell her because she has the same feelings for you." And then there's a massive action scene where they're all going to die. And through that whole time period, Yaz is sitting there with her mouth wide open going, oh, my God, you're right, Dan. And she's literally sitting there for minutes 
as everything's blowing up around her and the doctor yells something and she snaps out of it and i was so mad at that scene because i don't know who yaz is mm -hmm. and why is the doctor saying to her if it would be anyone it would be you not right. joe grant not tegan or not tegan bad not uh sarah jane not whoa i not don't know this rose <laughs> yeah well yeah and we don't know. We don't know. Yes, Dan says earlier in the episode that yes, you're an amazing woman. Don't tell us. We know us. more about freaking Dan through six, six episodes of Flux and these two specials than we do of three freaking years of yes. Yeah. We know Dan is like yeah. down in his luck and he lives in his apartment. We know his parents are do whatever. We know he likes this girl at the museum. He pretends to be a tour guide at the museum. They and to see. Yeah, he, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and he's and he's funny, and he's self-effacing, yeah. and he's, you know, but yeah, no, he nothing. Works in is just he a works blank in construction. Sheet. Yeah, yeah, Yaz is, and then at the end, I don't know what you guys thought, but when the doctor said, "I can't do this," but if it was, if it would have been, if it's, if it's anyone, it would be you. That feels like it's like, um, oh, we can still be friends. Yeah. That um, I've heard before in my lifetime, so I recognized it right away as uh, a brush off and like, you know, yes, it, it would have been you, but oh well. Mm -hmm. Well, David uh, Tennant's doctor did the same speech when, when the, the, this episode with Sarah Jane DeRose says, you grow old, you die, I continue on living, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, gee, I've seen this scene before, well, yeah, but, but, a, lot, but a lot better. I don't think that Yaz realizes that the doctor is going to change. Yeah. Like, I don't think she realizes that the doctor used to be male. Yes. And so she's like, what do you mean you can't? Mm -hmm. Like, she just thinks this is it. This is the doctor. I just felt that Yaz's relationship with the doctor was, was not, there's nothing to back it up. More so than uh, who was after Rose? Uh, Martha. 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 I hated that one because Martha started pining for the doctor, and I hated that. This is worse. Yeah. At least, at least Martha had a character, and I, I didn't want to see Martha. We knew what Martha was. We yeah. knew who Martha was. She was a med student to become a doctor. Well, that's she not had in horrible family. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's not as well. Yeah, that's important, but it's not as important because we we understood it's, that character. I didn't want to see it because Yaz. Yeah, <laughs> Yaz was in the background. I don't even remember any interaction with the doctor other than like, oh, let's go do this and let's go do that. It's it, it, now it's all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I love you. I'm like, artificial. Oh, come? Yeah, it was it's like, why are they forced. forcing this on? It's like you know. I, but I, like, I certainly wouldn't care if the if the female doctor developed feelings for a female companion. Yeah. But. But they're not going that way. But they're not they're... doing it well. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not believable. It's not believable that that Yaz would have feelings because Yaz is a blank sheet. Mm -hmm. It's not believable that the doctor would return those feelings because Yaz is a blank sheet. And they there's didn't... not been any kind of like spark until the last two episodes it's like where the hell did this come from yeah and 
when you look at in the past, you look at uh, the third doctor in Joe Grant, the fourth doctor in Sarah Jane, um, the, the seventh doctor in Ace, there's so much chemistry. Those are three. There's probably more. Uh, the, the second doctor in Jamie, the second doctor in uh, Victoria, they had amazing chemistry. And if you wanted to stretch to like, oh, there's a relationship there. I never looked at it that way. I always was a little more naive and said, no, 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 there, there's no, but there, there, at least there's something there. And this, there was nothing. I, I can't even remember scenes together where they were sitting down next to each other and say, oh man, this is really tough. And the doctor would say something. They just never had those moments. Right. And I think some of that is because there were too many people in the TARDIS. Yeah. You know, when there's one person, sometimes two people, you can develop the, a, a better interpersonal relationship. You know, as much as I disliked Clara, she had a relationship with mm -hmm. each of her doctors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, you know, I remember a lot of moments where Yaz was talking to um, Graham. Uh, and yeah. Dan, but not the doctor. And so that, you know, they, they, they have their moments as companions, they're talking, but there's nothing. So that's, that's definitely a huge part of it, I think. Right. Um, and you know, another thing I think is Russell T. Davies and Moffat to a certain extent, it felt like they had written out at least plot points that they wanted to hit for the entire year or the next two years or the next, you know, yeah. and this is where, where they were going to drop little, and then they put the little hints into each episode as it happened so that it didn't just come up and smack you in the back of the head out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. You could see things developing between, you know, you could see the relationships developing, whether they were, you know, quasi-romantic or not. Because they had plotted it all out. It doesn't feel like Chibnall's plotting anything out. It just feels like he's randomly writing things. Okay, I'm going to use this bad guy, and I'm going to develop a story around it. I don't care how bad it is. And, oh, by the way, the budget's been slashed by $2 million, so we can only have four people. Yeah. I mean, even – I hated Amy and the Doctor when when there was a relationship there, but th that made more sense – Right. Than, than this did. And so people, I guess people were online crying because this was a, an amazing scene. And it, you know what? The scene at the end on the beach was good. It, it was, was. A really It was a really good scene. And as I'm watching it, I said, oh, my God, if only they had done something to Yaz to make her a better character. That would have, that would have been well written, and it would have been like, you know what? This episode, it ended strong. But because I had no interest in that character in a blank slate, I, I watched it kind of like disinterested going, okay, mm -hmm. I understand what they're trying to do, but there's nothing there to back it up. I was much I was more hoping. invested in Dan and Di. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was actually hoping the sea devils were going to come out of the sea and attack them <laughs> during that okay. last moment because, you know, been better than what the sea devils did during the, through the episode. I mean, I don't think, Julie, you've seen this episode, but Leela falls in love with this Gallifreyan in uh, Invasion of Time, and that's out of left field, but at least they had a couple of scenes together, and you could see that there's, it, it was it was still, like, 
oh, we have to get rid of this character. Fine, you'll, you'll, just, you'll just marry this guy. And everyone's like, what? Where did that come from? But it, at least it was kind of like, okay, this was um, definitely not, there's nothing there to sit there and go, oh, wow, finally. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then she took it well. She's like, okay, you know, and that was the end of that. And um, it, saw, it felt it, like it was like they were just kind of, they were just trying to, we got to get rid of it. We got to finish off this plot point and then it won't even be mentioned in the next episode because the, it's already been taken care of. Maybe they'll kill off the eyes and we don't have to worry about it anymore. <sighs> well, she's got it. Everyone <laughs> leaves. This the last episode. Everyone's leaving. But the thing is, right now, let's say they do do that. Let's say in the next episode she dies. Are, are we? Do we care? No. Who? Yes. No. Yeah. Not as much as we would. I if, mean, if, I, I in the in the sense that a person, albeit fictionally, has died. Yes, but yeah. not not like I would have if they'd killed off Donna. Yeah. I would have been devastated with Donna. I would I would have been upset at I, I, I'm again I, I wasn't a big fan of Martha, but I still would have been like oh boy. But Yaz, I've been like again I I I should feel something, but I don't, and I blame Chibnall for that. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily uh, the actress's fault. She just stares at people and stares at things that are happening and goes you know, we got to do something or whatever. And then she kind of runs around a little bit and then the episode ends and it's like, okay, what? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I didn't like about this episode and it was very noticeable was the editing and maybe the direction. If you notice in the fight scenes, we don't see any fighting. We see close-ups of people as they're swinging their sword and then you hear a noise and then you move on to the next scene. And I really felt like the the editing and the direction of the fight scenes, especially in the action scenes, was horrible. There's a scene where they're in the sea, sea devil lair on the ship, and then the next scene is they're swinging across the ship. How do they get out? Right. And we didn't see the beginning of the swing. We just see them land, and then at the end they grab the rope and swing back over, but they don't. we don't even see it. And it's like, well, maybe the, the special effect looks so bad that they weren't going to do it, but... That's not action. It's just they're showing up and then they're talking, and you miss the action of them running around and trying to escape. And it, it, the editing was like they didn't they didn't want to show the blood because they were using swords, but you see a close up of a of a sea devil or or someone and they swing the sword and you just you hear the noise and then it cuts to another scene and it's like what's going on? Who did he who did he hit? Did he hit? Who did he kill? I mean, was it one of the villagers or? I don't know. Yeah. So, but again, if we don't like what we're seeing on screen and we don't like the story, we don't like the characters. I personally am finding those mistakes because if the episode was really good, I'd be like, well, okay, we didn't see them swing across, but it's still a really good episode. So I'm not, I'm going to let it go. But in this case, I'm not going to let it go. Yeah. And a a lot of it was very dark. It was kind of hard to see. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it it was it was the editing was bad. The editing was very bad. I mean, um, Warriors from the Deep is the. Do we? I don't think we watched that as a group. We haven't done that one yet. No. Yeah, that's a um, a Fifth Doctor story with the sea, sea Devils and the Silurians. 
and um, that's better than this one. And, and it's Warriors of, Ga- Warriors of the Deep was really not that good. It was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't one of Peter Davison's better episodes. And he had some really good ones, but that one kind of. There should have been another way. But this was better than that, or or that one was better than this one. Um, and and I'm not going into these things going, okay, this is going to be garbage. I'm going in there going, well, we saw an episode from a couple from last season that we all kind of liked, and we thought it were, were really good. And they have two more left. Yeah. And you have two more episodes to to end on a high note, and this one two wasn't more, it. And one more left. Well, one two left. more, meaning this one and the next one. They had two more, oh. <laughs> and they didn't do it with this one. Okay, well, now you have one left, <laughs> Mr. Chibnall. Mm-hmm. And he made an announcement. He said in an interview that he expects Russell T. Davis to ignore all the things that he did. And I'm like, well, do you blame him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that, too, and I was like... <laughs> I certainly would if I was Russell T. Davis. I mean, he's... I, I posted something about this on my Facebook page the other day saying that it just is sort of... It makes me really sad that I... that this show that I loved so much, I am now like, eh, when it comes on. I mean, I started watching it on Tuesday night and I didn't finish it until last night. Yeah. Because I just, I was like, I paused it halfway through a scene. I was like, I got to go to bed. I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it wasn't even that late. I could have stayed up for the last 20 minutes, but I was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I know, I know we know exactly how you feel because, you know, and, and you know, I, I know we differ on opinions on what Classic Who was like, but when we were, when I was watching Classic Who, and I know Jeff was too, there, there were some episodes that were bad. But as we were watching them, we, 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 there was enough in them to go, well, okay, well, that was kind of bad, but still, it was a little bit, it was fun. And, mm-hmm. and I, this wasn't fun. I don't see anything fun out of this episode. The Sea Devil effect, where their eyes are moving or blinking or whatever, that was pretty cool because we hadn't seen that before, because before they were just rubber heads. Mm-hmm. But I prefer the rubber heads to the. I, I don't know. I, mean, yeah, I, just I don't know. It, it it wasn't good. And the ratings, two point two million. Oh, wow. And that's, yeah, that's that's bad. And, and now my question is, Tegan and Ace, or two of my two. I like both Tegan and Ace. They're in the next episode. And I don't, and they have. I don't know what they're going to be doing, and there might be more characters. So I'm looking forward to that. But is that just going to be icing on a mud, a piece of mud? I mean, is it just going to be like, oh wow, the icing tastes good, but the rest of it still sucks? Um, is is that going to be enough to bring the ratings up? Is it going to? Be, I I think it's going to be higher ratings because people want to see Jodie Whittaker get killed and regenerate. <laughs> so I think the ratings will be higher, anyways. <laughs> I just I hope they don't I hope it isn't an exact replica of what Sarah Jane and uh, Rose did during whatever that one was that took place in the school with with Giles from Buffy. It was such a great episode. School reunion, yeah. So are they are they going to go up to the? I don't don't want them to like reenact that tension between the two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. They might not, because they're both old companions and not one current yeah. one old companion. Well, and, and I mean, uh, they had different relationships with the Doctor. Tegan kind of didn't like the Doctor <laughs> a little bit. They, they, they got into arguments a lot. And Ace is, is a, I mean, when we see him at the, at the clip, I think they're both firing machine guns. And it's like, well, I don't know why Tegan has a machine gun, but certainly Ace <laughs> would be there blowing things up. I don't know. I was yeah. like, why are they even using machine guns? I'm like, oh, I boy. Know. I hope they didn't, don't ruin those two characters. Or just be like, please don't ruin them. Yeah, I, I mean, I've only seen a couple of episodes with Ace, but I really liked her. Yeah. I don't remember Tegan. Yeah, well, she's the... the, the Airline stewardess. Yeah, she had a purple outfit on all the time. It was kind of stupid. And you've probably only seen a couple episodes. She was at the Black Orchid, I think we saw. And um, she was she was, always, she was always complaining. She was like, get me back. I, I don't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, she was still fun to watch because of that conflict. And it wasn't like, oh, you know, we're all one big happy family. And she hated um, Matthew Waterhouse, and uh, that was always good to watch that. But um, She's yeah, be I, I don't like who right after this episode airs. So there's, yeah. there's actually something we can ask her. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if there's going to be any, if there's interaction. And the thing is, if there's any interaction, uh, which episode was um, School Reunion? That was. Um, Tenet and Rose. Yeah, but that was season um, Rose's second season. Right. And we were so more invested in Rose that, and Sarah Jane, for that matter, that when that scene happened, where they're talking, it was big. It was it was a big moment. And this one, if if Ace and Yaz are talking, I don't care about Yaz. So it's like. You know, I don't think it's going to be. It'd be interesting to see how, what they do. I hope they just don't throw a bunch of companions in there to say, "Hey, guess what? We want ratings." Yeah. Um, Is it going to be a full hour? Because this was only forty-seven minutes, and I watched it on the BBC website. <clears throat> yeah. So and you could watch it in one setting, <laughs> one setting in forty-seven minutes. Nope. Yeah, it seemed longer. It seemed long. I I, I, I was watching. Long. Yeah, I was watching it with the commercials, of course, with BBC America. So it was like, oh god. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was too. That's so annoying. But it didn't Wait. bother me that much because the commercials are a good break from this the episode. I was like, Phew. actually, I just fast forward through the commercials, and yeah. at some point, was could I just fast forward through the story? <laughs> I think when I turned it on, it was, I think, it was it already, it was almost, it was not over yet, or maybe, I think it had just ended in England, and it was actually still recording in, in America, so, but, because I watched, started watching around three or something like that, but, um, I don't know, I mean, I'm looking for, I don't want to see bad episodes. No, I don't either. That's what bothers me so much. Like, I love this show for so long, that's why I'm so angry about it but that's also why i'm still watching it because i keep hoping it's going to get better and that's and that's the way i've been since it came back in 2005 and again there have been there have been enough good episodes to keep me invested in it 
but not as many as there has been in, in, recently. There, it's just not there. And when when do we give up? When when do we have an, enough is enough? I mean, we're assuming Russell T. Davis will will, will bring back some better episodes. I, I'm not as confident as you guys, maybe, but um, and is that is that enough? What, imagine Russell T. Davis coming back and making amazing episodes, and the ratings are still like below four or three. Because people just have given up, because and it doesn't matter who does it, and we would be like, oh wow, that was an amazing season. And guess what? It's canceled because of the ratings. I don't think it's they'll cancel weird. it right away, but it's just weird how they don't do streaming. Really, I mean, they have the iPlayer and all, but you'd think that they would like, like if you miss something on just an example, CBS, like Little Sheldon, you can go on to Paramount Plus and watch it, like almost immediately, or you can actually just watch it on. You've got to pay Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, you got to pay for. They don't show everything on Paramount Plus. I know, but they, but there's other stuff that you can like get for on the free thing, like TNT. You can stream it. Like I could go somewhere because I got I, they just type in my cable thing. I know they have the license and stuff, but you would think that they would try to do more for streaming to get you know the show out there, like or at least have them. They've got it licensed on HBO. Yeah, but yeah, that, so I'm just but they haven't even shown the last season yet on HBO. Oh, they haven't. Had, no, because no. my brother hasn't watched it yet, and he's he he just like us. He's not in a rush. He's like, yeah, I, I want to see it sometime, but I'm not I'm not like, oh well, I'll get mm -hmm. to it when I get to it type of thing. And he wasn't like that before. He he wa he wanted to see them. I'm just like surprised at how slow they are in doing streaming stuff. You think. Because streaming seems to be where everything's leading towards. So in England right now, if we're in England, we can't watch it again? Oh, yeah, you can watch it on iPlayer. That's how I watched it. Okay. So You can stream it right away on iPlayer, like within an hour after the show airs. It's isn't on it iPlayer. And isn't it on BBC America On Demand right now? I don't know because I don't have cable. Okay, and well, no, yeah. If, if you want to watch anything... In a in an American channel's on demand, you have to have cable. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, but Jeff, you said that they're not streaming, but it is streaming. It's streaming on iPlayer, streaming on uh, B, uh, and, and then eventually on HBO Max. Yeah, so. iPlayer just comes with your your uh, licensing fee. It's not like it's you know they're putting it out there on a streaming network. You know, you would think they have that BritBox. You think they would take advantage of the BritBox and put put the new episodes on that, or you would, yeah, you would like even the HBO Max in the United States. You would think, hey, you know, we got the new episode. All right, so it aired on Sunday, so we'll give it to HBO Max and have them play it. Like I don't know, either on Monday or a week later. They don't even do that. I mean, they haven't even done Flux. And when was Flux? What the beginning of football but, season? There, it's a licensing or, thing, though. It's a licensing thing. It it needs to be available to one place for two months or three months or whatever. Then it goes. HBO Max never gets stuff early. They have Young Sheldon, but they don't get it until after the previous season's been over for X amount of months, and then they finally get it. So that's always been the case. Especially but if it's licensing, they can make money off of it. Why don't they sell licensing to HBO Max? Hey, we'll give it to you. You get it the the Monday after we air on Sunday. Because BBC America has it right now. And yeah, but they would get it the Monday after it airs. You know, 
But BBC America it's, has it now. They 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 pay, paid to have the rights to it for X amount of months. But you can put on HBO Max for people who don't have cable or BBC America. That you want more eyes on it than no. put it on it the day after it airs. So what? Not BBC if America I'm, not if I'm, to, No, not if I'm well, BBC America. I don't want someone else to have it because then it'll take away from my revenue. I want people to come. To no, but they get the first run. They get the first run, and then yeah. HBO Max gets the second run, like a day or two later. I mean, you can get it on the Apple subscription. What's the difference of putting it on Apple the next day than having it go to HBO Max the next day uh, from BBC America? BBC America has it, yeah, but yet it, you can get it on Apple the next day. I mean, you pay like, what, a dollar or something for it? But even still, it's the next day. I don't know. Call BBC America and ask them because I don't know. But there's a there's a there's a license issue. There's a contract. There's a reason for it. It's not. They're just not saying, "Oh, we're stupid. We don't know what we're doing." <clears throat> uh, I don't understand why they don't <clears throat> run them on BritBox though. Like, do it the same way they're doing it on HBO because the BBC yeah. owns BritBox. Are there any Doctor Who episodes in BritBox? Old stuff. Yeah. Old, old Classic. Stuff. Yeah, that's a licensing thing because HBO Max hauls all the new stuff, and HBO Max doesn't want anyone else to have it. I guess the not. B BBC would like it, but they get an exclusive contract with HBO Max. But HBO Max can't get it for X. Like the 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 flux hasn't shown up yet. Now, are they going to wait until after this last Jodie Whittaker episode, and then they'll get it? I don't know. Well, I wonder if there if that's going to change because Sony. Russell T. Davies has inked some agreement <clears throat> with HBO and Sony. Yeah. And so I wonder if that's going to change. Probably. Is Sony part of HBO Max? I, I don't know. know. Yeah. I Sony, thought HBO Max was Warner because that's where yeah. Sony the DC owns, stuff is. Sony owns the Spider-Man films, and those are not showing up on Disney+. Plus. They go to maybe like... Um, Amazon Prime, you can buy them off of that. So I don't know what's going to happen to Doctor Who after that. All bets are off on that. Um, we'll see. We'll have to see what, what American, if it goes to BBC America, which would suck, but hopefully it goes somewhere where it's kind of readily available and maybe, um, I don't know. That's a good yeah. question. Um. But anyways, it, it, I don't know how the ratings are in America. I, I don't look up the ratings. I'm curious to see how much they've gone up or down because, you know, I know we talk about that the show hasn't been that good. But, I mean, there's still a few people, I, you know, in our club that I think are like, um, what? What are you talking about? It's, it's as best, it's as good as it's always been. And, okay, <laughs> why are you saying that? But... Because there's people who like to support it, they no matter what. And I used to be like that. I saw Ghost Light, and I said, "Well, you know, <laughs> Ghost Light. It wasn't that bad, but you know, well, maybe it was. But or what was the other one that I hated? Delta and Abandonment. Yes. Oh yeah, Julia, you watched that one. Mm -hmm. That was the the Green Baby. Mm -hmm. And the guy, t the guy takes the green baby paste and and turns into, how? Okay, that that's like a Chris Chibnall idea. <laughs> um. Anyways, boy, we bashed this thing. Was there anything good in it? 
the effect of the monster was pretty cool. I for, almost forgot he was in it because he didn't do anything, right? He just, he just... The funniest scene is when the uh, sea floor collapses and Yaz has to get down on her stomach and lie next to the doctor to watch the sea floor collapse like you can't see it. Standing I know, up. like she didn't notice. Oh my god, what? Really? The sea floor? It's gone? Oh, so in the trailer and in the episode, the doctor goes... Does she go? That's impossible. When the sh when the the pirate ship comes floating over the uh, the thing, and she goes, "That's impossible," and I'm like, "Enlightenment? There were ships <laughs> yeah. in space, giant yes. ships in space, and and you're saying that a ship floating over the over the water is impossible? That was for the trailer. It was meant to be like, oh my god, this has got to be." This is going to be impossible. Just the doctor says something's impossible. It's got to be pretty spectacular. It's just a ship floating around. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I, again, I'm getting picky. But <laughs> yes, you um, are. Yeah, I. Um, it it didn't end. That was not a good Easter for me in terms of watching this thing. I, I wasn't mad by it because I, I didn't have high expectations to begin with. Um, and so I wasn't mad at the episode except for that scene. And I'm like, why is Yaz sitting there with her mouth wide open? And why is it going on for so long? Is that supposed to be the audience going, oh, my God, Yaz and the doctor are going to hook up? And it's like, oh, who cares? Yeah, yeah, at this point, who cares? I mean. Just, just whatever, do whatever to make uh, to make her regenerate and just let's move on. And I, I hate to say this, and I've said this before, and I think we, we all agree. I don't think it was Jodie Whittaker. I don't think it was a female doctor. It was just, it sucked that it was during this era. And it was just bad I'm not, writing. I'm not against a female doctor, and I. I think Jodie Waker has the ability of, like Julie has, like we've seen her in other things, but mm -hmm. in this she just doesn't. You know, we we talked about the Nevers. How um, what's her name is a better doctor than Jodie Whittaker is, and part of that is because the writing is better. Get get um, what's his name to write for Doctor Who? <laughs> um, Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon, <laughs> even though he's kind of a uh, toxic damage. right now. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, damage. Yeah, but. Um, I mean, it would have been. I, I I love continuity. I wished every time a doctor leaves and the, and the producer leaves at the same time, I go, no, I don't want to see that. I want to see um, Russell T Davis do one season with Jody Jody Whittaker, and see if there's a difference. Yeah. And Jody Whittaker is now really good in the Russell T Davis. We can look at Chibnall and say it's all you, Chibnall. Yeah. But now that she leaves the same time as Chibnall, you can't say that. So everyone that says Jodie Whittaker sucks, well, I don't have any proof otherwise because she was only attached to Chibnall. She was not, never attached to another producer. So we don't have that. And if it's going to be David Tennant coming back, which I hope not. <laughs> um, well, the gotta, 60th anniversary, I mean, you, you can you know, give that a pass because it's the 60th. Well, but um, they're supposed to be announcing the Doctor soon, I think. I read that somewhere. Oh, really? Next week or two. I mean, he, he, they regenerate, right, in the next episode. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd be curious to see who it is. Mm. 
Anyhow, I think we talked about this one. Um, definitely people go out and see it. It's definitely worth, no, not really, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just, we're, we're now at the point where it's like, okay, we're almost done. This is, I, when I go to a movie, I, uh, I used to go to movies quite a bit, and I would sit through this uh, movies that were bad. I remember toward the end of the movie looking at my watch going, okay, where are we going to eat? I'm getting hungry, and I can't wait to go out. And have, you know, I'm gonna. I might have a. Uh, I might get a steak, or maybe I'll get a hamburger, or maybe I'll get some chicken or whatever. What do I feel like eating? And while I'm watching the movie, and this is what I feel like about it now. It's like, okay, Russell Day Davis is next. Let's get through this. When's the end credits gonna come up so we can go? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so. <clears throat> and again, I still have that. Maybe the next one will be really good. <laughs> but I don't know, and I can't believe how many Chimnal, how many episodes Chimnal writes for. I, I I saw the list and I'm like, he writes for almost every episode of his season of his seasons. Didn't Moffat do that when he was running the show too? Maybe. Thought he but did. It felt like I mean, you know what I felt like when Russell T Davis was doing. I really felt. Um, when other people wrote for it, it was better. <laughs> um, and maybe Russell T. Davis is going to write most of the uh, episodes when he comes back, but God. Mm. Um, yeah, Chibnall did all of last season, The Flux, except he, re he wrote with The Village of the Angels with someone else, and that was, what, one of the best episodes? Village of the Angels? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the previous season, he did not as many. Ugh. He didn't do Orphan 55, so we can't put that on him. Oh, he didn't. Uh -huh. Completely, no. Uh, and he didn't do Haunting of Villa Diota, uh, Diota which I was one of my favorites, and that was Maxine Elder. Yeah, that was good. That was a better I liked that one. But he did. He did the timeless children. So that's uh, something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Maxine. So Maxine Alderton, who did Haunting of Villa Diodati, also co-wrote Village of the Angels. So there's there's a writer that. That he should have used more. Yeah, and she's yeah. not, and that's it. I I don't see her in the previous seasons. So mm. bring her back because. <laughs> She obviously, she maybe is, to a degree, she's like the Stephen Moffat of the Russell T. Davis era. You know, with a, with a smaller sample size, but... Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Okay. Anyhow. Um, anything else on this one? Oh, no. No, I think we've gone on long enough. <laughs> we, we beat that sea devil to, you know, to death, so, okay. Thanks for listening.